Hey there, welcome to Build Your Tribe. My name is Shalene Johnson. And my name is Brock Johnson. With more than 25 years of experience in a variety of businesses, I promise to share with you the ins, the outs, my failures, and successes. And my goal is to share with you these social media money-making strategies to turn your idea into passive income. Every week, my son, Brock, and I will share with you perspectives that will serve you regardless of the stage that you're at in your business. Whether you're a solo entrepreneur looking to grow your brand in social media or you've got dreams for a global brand, Build Your Tribe is here to serve you. All right, Mom, this one's all you. She's back. So great feedback from last week's episode where I broke down exactly what we're doing with the 131 Method, which is a new brand that my husband Brett and I launched about a year and a half ago. And how because we're trying to build a global brand, we're trying to reach a cold audience which frankly, everyone should be trying to reach a cold audience. You're trying to reach people who don't already know about you. Most of the people who know you and are following you already know, likely, what it is you do and what it is you offer. So the goal, the objective with social media is to try to reach people who don't already know you, but whom you know you can serve them. I broke down what is and isn't working for us in terms of our marketing and how with recent changes in social media, especially on Facebook, we were like, okay, we've got to get cold traffic. How can we do that? And we've really shifted our focus to using our blog and most specifically using our blog with really top-notch search engine optimization. And that's on the 131 method. And as I disclosed in that last week's episode, which by the way, you should go back and listen to it after this one. I disclosed in that episode that we haven't even had the chance or opportunity yet to apply some of these tactics to shaleenjohnson.com. So I just want to be clear about that. You can only do so much. Like, you know what I mean? Entrepreneur, listen, I know your brain goes a million miles per hour and you've got all these ideas and you feel this overwhelming pressure sometimes to make all these changes and do all these things at once. Well, you can't. And you just have to be okay with that. There's a million things I wish I could fix today that I know I need to fix. Like it bugs me that Other people can probably see it needs to be fixed too, but so what? Like my peace of mind and having a stress-free life is much more important. So you triage the problems and you figure out which is going to be the best for you to tackle first and you tackle that first and you, you get it done all the way before moving on to the next wound. Okay, having said that, I got a ton of feedback from people saying they really loved it, but they just aren't in a season right now to devote time and attention to a blog. They just don't have the writing skills. It's just not of interest. And that's totally cool. I, I actually appreciate that people can recognize that. Like it's not the season right now for me to start a blog. That's cool. So many of them said, what is the second best performing area for you right now? Like which social media platform, etc. Without a doubt, it is Instagram. And it's Instagram because of Instagram stories. This morning, I sent off an email with 11 things I wanted our social media team to focus on with regard to Instagram stories. And this is like a game plan, a strategy that we're going to be following. And I thought, you know, this is super valuable. Like, gosh, you know, I'm sharing this with my team. But if I'm like legitimately serving you, the Build Your Tribe listener, and I'm being true to my promise to you, then I have to share my answers. So I might as well share this email with you. Before I do, and I'm going to share with you the 11 things that I specifically told them to do on our social media platforms. I mean, on our Instagram stories. And when I say our, I mean, we have more than one Instagram account. 
If you've been following me here on Build Your Tribe, I've talked many times about creating feature accounts. We started doing this many years ago and it is paying off now, sister. Let me tell you, it is paying off because we have all these other really pretty big accounts where people are following that account for the type of content they're looking for, but they don't necessarily following it because of me. It's not me that's on the account. They're following it because they're looking for whatever it is that account offers, whatever it is that account features. For example, it might be daily motivation, or it might be social media or branding tips, or it might be exercise or workout or diet. So we have a bunch of feature accounts, some of which have grown to over 200,000 followers. That's a cold audience. That's people who don't know me, right? And they don't know the 131 method. But before I get into this email and the 11 tips that I asked my team to implement immediately, I want to share with you some important things you need to know about Instagram stories, and that is your insights. You've got to be looking at your insights to figure out what's working. And as a motivating story, I want to share with you that this weekend, from a Instagram story that I created, and then I posted it on several different of our accounts, I think only three though, we had over 220 sales in just uh, less than a 24-hour period. Now that's amazing because did I mention... Or should I draw attention to the fact that's free, y'all? Like, it's one thing to place Facebook ads and look at, you know, cost per click and how much ad spend you had to generate in order to acquire a certain number of customers. Those are all free. Thank you, Instagram. Like, that was just me, direct to camera, on my freaking iPhone. It was authentic. I didn't plan it out. I just kind of went on a little rant about how important it is to get healthy from the inside out. And it was compelling and it was real and it wasn't produced and it performed really, really well. So that should be really exciting to you. As I mentioned, it wasn't produced. I didn't have hair and makeup done. It was just me talking passionately to my audience. All right. So now let's talk about those metrics that you should be looking at. When you look at your insights, I want to break this down for you. You're going to see reach and impressions. Now, reach is the number of people who saw your story. My reach is a fraction of how many people are following me on Instagram. By Instagram's own admission, 70% of your users are never even shown. They're never even served up your content. So even though you're looking at like, oh, let's just take a hypothetical number. Let's say you have 100 followers. On average, this is an average. If you're posting a photo or video to your Instagram, you know, your main feed, only 30 of your followers are even being served that content because the other 70 of your 100, if we're using round numbers, they're not even being served that content. So stories are really a powerful way to go because you can see those insights and what we're looking at in terms of statistics is that people are engaging more with the stories than they are the page. So how you craft your stories is really important. They've got to add value. So the number of people that saw your story, that number is represented when you see the number next to the term reach. Then there's impressions. Impressions is the number of times that story was viewed in general. So let's say you have one follower. It's your mom. And she rewatched your boomerang five times. Well, then you'll have five impressions. So the reason why sometimes impressions will be higher then reach is because people rewatched it. So 
what should you be looking at? I think you should be looking at both. So there's a couple different reasons why you might see impressions higher. Number one is because your message went too fast. Like I will notice that a lot of people on Instagram stories, they don't understand that if you hold your finger down on the story, it pauses the story. So what they do is they figured out that they can tap back and then they still didn't have time to read the whole thing and then they tap back again. So each one of those would be counted as an impression. That's one reason why you might have higher impressions. And that isn't as interesting or as telling as when it's a video that has multiple impressions. That means people really enjoyed it and they wanted to watch it again or they've replayed it for a friend or they just found it super motivational, inspirational, interesting, whatever, and they've rewatched it. So I personally believe impressions don't mean much when it's a static graphic. The only thing that tells me is if there's a lot of impressions on that, it means that we should have broke down that static image over the course of several stories. This is what I mean. Let's say that I just post a graphic, right? And it says, hey guys, this is all in font. It's not me speaking, it's just text. And the text says, hey guys, today I released a new episode on Build Your Tribe and it's all about how to use Instagram stories to grow your brand. Well, most people don't read that fast. In addition to that, I added on that same graphic, I added a sticker and I added like, you know, one of those little gifts and all that crazy stuff. Well, the average person can't take all that in. They can't process it. So a better technique is to break those type of stories down over the course of several posts. So for example, the first one might be just the, you know, solid background and then, hey guys, new podcast today. And then I upload that same image and it adds a sentence right underneath it where it says, today's episode on Build Your Tribe is all about Instagram stories. Upload that. And by the way, if you've turned your settings on so that whatever you post Instagram stories, it saves to your camera roll. P.S. Do that. It's huge. Because then I don't have to keep recreating this whole graphic. I can just go to my camera roll and now I can click upload or swipe up and select that image where I've already got the first two sentences, now I add on a third sentence. And the third sentence might be, this is a show you don't want to miss, swipe up to listen now. So now I've sent the same message, but over the course of several stories, and you don't have to worry about like, oh gosh, that's too many stories. I mean, yeah, there is a point at which you can post too many stories, but it's annoying to people if they can't take in all of your content. So break it up over the course of several stories, And people can tap if they've read it faster than, you know, if you're like, oh, that's not a lot to read. Well, they'll tap. They'll tap to read the next sentence. It also keeps people kind of engaged because they don't know what the next sentence is going to be. So that's a great suggestion. And you're going to see lower impressions on those kinds of posts. But that's a good thing. You want to see more impressions when you're posting a video and you want to see fewer impressions, or I should say a balanced a number of impressions and your reach when you're posting a graphic. If you're seeing your impressions are going too high on graphics, that means that people are having to tap back because they didn't get the information. The next thing that's going to tell you how well your content is being received is there's a statistic that tells you tap backs and tap forwards. A high number of tap backs is good. That's awesome. That means that people are like, I love that. I want to see that again, or I want to take that in. They want to see it again. That's a pretty big deal. Tap forwards, eh, not so much. If you're getting a lot of tap forwards, it means you're not being as concise as you could be. 
and I'm raising my hand right now, you know that's me. <laughs> I try. I certainly try. So that's something I look at because I'm trying to be more and more concise on Instagram stories because there's far more forgiveness on Snapchat. Like on Snapchat, you can go on and on and on. People enjoy spending the day with you. But on Instagram stories, it's like, yeah, okay, get to it. So if you see a lot of people tapping forward, it means they're finding your content drags out or it's not interesting to them. But at least they're tapping forward. Okay, so that means you still got them. They just didn't find that particular post very interesting. They tap through it, but they're still on your stories. Now, another reason why people might be tapping forward is you've placed a sticker somewhere on the right side of the frame. Any kind of a sticker, if it's a hashtag or a poll, a survey, one of those, you know, sliding emoji things, whatever. If you place anything on your IG story post to the right side of the frame, there's a very good chance people can go to click on that and it takes them forward. So you should probably place those stickers, etc., near the left side of your screen. That would be my suggestion to you. And then the next most important metric to look at is where are people leaving? This means they're like, yeah, okay, you've lost their attention. They're on to something else. Now, that might be because their kid is screaming in the other room. That's the allotted amount of time that they had for Instagram today. Or it might just be they're looking for something more engaging, something that's more useful, something that's more relatable, and they're swiping to the next person's story, or they're exiting out of Instagram entirely. One technique that we've found helps to improve or I should say, reduce the number of exits that we get on stories is by not just posting a singular image or a singular story. And you know what? Sometimes you can't avoid it. Like you don't want to extend your content just to extend your content. But there are some people who I follow where it's like a post of their food and then it's a post of their dog. And then it's a quick video of them doing like one exercise. And then it's uh, an image. Like those are what I call singular stories. And what performs better, and I'm just sharing with you what works better for us, and you know maybe this will work for you too, but we have found overwhelmingly what works better on my Instagram stories and our Instagram stories for the other accounts is when we have what I call a sequence story, where there's several posts all related to the same type of content. In other words, it's coherent. It's following hashtag a story as opposed to just singular individual posts. Because frankly, that's what your main page is for. That's what your profile's for. Stories are for uh, stories. The next most important statistic for you to look at, or metric, I should say, or insight, is actions. That means that people who are viewing your story, they're doing something. And remember, that's like the goal. That's how we build a relationship where people trust us. They're taking an action and they're rewarded for the action. An action might include tapping on a poll. An action might include swiping up to listen to a podcast. An action might be swiping up to watch a YouTube video. An action might be tapping on a hashtag that you've posted or a geotag. Anytime a user taps any sticker or some other element you've added to your Instagram story, Instagram counts that as an action. Now, unfortunately, at the time that I'm recording this, you don't get that feature on your Instagram stories, the ability to have people swipe up to a URL, which you could see we do quite often on my page and on some of our feature accounts. Like if you follow 131 method, 
on Instagram, which by the way, you should, because the tactics I'm going to share with you, we're doing a lot of these on 131 Method as well as home workouts for you. I'll post links to some of our feature accounts in the show notes so you can check these out. But once you reach 10,000 followers, which is a big milestone, like that should be your goal. Get to 10,000 because once you get to 10,000, whoo, the floodgates open. And then you can add a URL directly to your story. That's huge because at the moment, the only place where there's a shoppable or clickable link that you can put on Instagram is, of course, your bio. Now, Instagram Insights is going to tell me if people took action on that particular story, which tells me, you know, that's a pretty good estimation of people swiped up to watch or swiped up to go to, say, a sales page or a YouTube video or a podcast. But one of the other ways that you can see this with a bit more precision is by using, of course, Google Analytics. All right, so now let me share with you the tips that I asked my team to put in place this week. All right, let me pull up my email. I'm like legit just going to read this to you. All right, here we go. Number one, direct-to-camera content, which I call that DTC, direct-to-camera. That means I'm holding up my iPhone and I'm talking directly to my iPhone. DTC from my iPhone is exactly how I filmed my Pio infomercial, which did I mention it was a number one infomercial? It's still on TV. If you're an insomniac, you'll see it on TV right now. So direct-to-camera content should never look produced. In other words, I'm sure you follow a few people who you can tell their team has created this like fabulous, amazing sound effects and music and graphics flying in. It's just, it's so highly produced. It doesn't feel authentic. And that's, not why people are using IG stories. And the reason why I was sending this to my team is because they had taken some content that I had created. And by the way, I love initiative. They had taken some content that I had done DTC and they had made it really exciting. They put like, like graphics flying in and music. And then I cut to a four screen and like, it was really cool, but it also didn't feel like I was just holding my phone. Like, you know, there was intention behind that. And when people see something that's highly produced, they don't feel like it's their friend taking care of them, they feel like they're being sold. So avoid overly producing content. The number two thing I asked my team to do is I said, when we're posting still images or graphics, don't forget how important it is to layer instructions or images over the course of several stories. Because not all demographics yet realize that they can just hold down on the screen to pause that image to read it. I already told you guys that. Number three, repurpose content. On some of our featured accounts, this is kind of directed at my team. I said, some of our repurposed content looks degraded, kind of poor quality. And as a user, I know that I hide stories that are of poor quality. Like, I don't know if you guys follow anyone who just like their videos. I'm like, why is this? Can you see this person? It's poor lighting. Their screen was dirty, blah, blah, blah. And people hide that content. So I said to my team, because a lot of times my content Whatever I post on Instagram stories or Snapchat, every single day it is uploaded to Dropbox and categorized so that each little snippet, I'm like, okay, here I am talking about fitness tips. Here I am talking about business tips. In this section, I'm talking about the importance of hydration. And those are all labeled because that content is super valuable. It can be used in other places. What that also does is it frees me up so I'm not constantly on my phone. So yeah, insider information. Sometimes the content that you're going to see in my social, I didn't record that day, but you won't be able to tell unless the quality is very degraded. So I asked my team to make sure what they're doing is actually 
getting whatever content they're using from the person who created it from their phone, as opposed to like texting it where the file shrinks down and the quality of the video shrinks. People can tell. And that's an important thing for you to look at. What I do is I immediately upload to Dropbox from my iPhone. And then as long as the person who's going to post it uploads directly from their phone, we won't lose any quality in that video. Another thing we think might be happening is we have a team of social media assistants who are in other countries and sometimes the speed of their internet is slow and that's going to give them a poor quality video. So, you know, I just said to my team, like, let's look into this and make sure that doesn't happen because it's just sad to lose followers or have someone hide your story because, you know, the internet speed was low or we just weren't paying attention to how the video was shared. Number four, I said, if anyone on the team sees a piece of content that you like, you want repurposed to another one of our feature accounts that day, text me immediately so that I can upload it in real time. So they don't have to wait for the next day when I've uploaded the content from, you know, whatever. Number five, I asked someone on my team to go through our Dropbox and to take a look at previously uploaded CTA videos or DTC, direct-to-camera videos that I had uploaded from my iPhone. And I said, just to make this a lot easier, let's delete any that are like outdated now. We're not going to promote that or the information is outdated or it's time sensitive. And let's delete those. And then let's take a look at what content's in there and how we can schedule it in a rotation and especially to identify the DTCs that have performed the best for us. All right, number six, I said, okay, team, I'd like to make sure that we use our members, especially those who are comfortable on camera, and use them in our Instagram stories. For example, Erin, she is our media chef. I said Erin could jump on and she could record on her iPhone. Hey guys, it's Erin, the media chef from 131 Method. Check out this quick and easy recipe for the ultimate fat bomb. This and over 200 more delicious recipes plus meal plans to help you lose weight the right way are all part of the 131 Method. And then it would like cut back to like a tasty video. Now that is obviously going to be a produced piece of content, right? Like by tasty, I mean, it's like one of those overhead videos where it's sped up and you can see the recipe in a matter of like 30 seconds. And I said, you know, we can do that, especially in our feature accounts, because say, for example, home workouts for you, that's one of our accounts. I think it has close to 200,000 followers. The people who follow that account, they don't identify that with one person. It's just an account where they get great content. So if they're following those stories, and they're only going to follow those stories if we're adding value in the stories. So you can't just produce content that asks them to take an action that doesn't reward them. It should be related to the content of, that's being featured. So if we're going to put stories on home workouts for you, then our stories there should be related to fitness tips. They should be exercises. They should be content that specifically is interesting to people who are looking for workout ideas at home or are also interested in healthy eating and healthy living, which is why we can put one through one related content on those stories. But because people follow that account, they don't associate with one individual person, we should use our team so it keeps it interesting. Because if you're never seeing the face of anyone, that's not that interesting. So why not have like our team of registered dietitians, you know, jump on there and be like, hey, my name is Robin. I'm from the one through one method. And I want to share with you what you need to look for on your label of coconut milk. Like, here's some ingredients that are scary, and here's some brands that you can trust. That's going to be a valuable ad, and that's going to make people want to watch that story. All right, number seven. 
the cross promotion of other content. So we will use Instagram stories just to let our viewers know, for example, like there's a new podcast up or there's a really important blog post. Like recently there was a story in the news that a Harvard professor said coconut oil was the most poisonous food you could eat, which is such a salacious, ridiculous headline. And it got everyone in hysteria. Well, a ton of people were hitting us up on Instagram and saying, is this true? You know, what's the deal? So rather than just posting up a graphic of our very in-depth blog post where we break that down for people, okay, that's interesting, but it's more interesting and people are more likely to swipe up and read that blog post if instead we have a person explaining why it's important for you to read this blog post. So don't just go, latest blog is up. Like, tell us why it's important to read it or read us a little snippet that makes us want to read more. Number eight was to use people on our team to generate interest in user-generated content. So user-generated content means, and you see a lot of people do a great job of this, they're posting other people's content that references them. So for example, if someone is doing the Pio workout and they put on their story at Shalene Johnson, hashtag Pio, I see it. Or you know, if, if there's not a lot that day, there's a good likelihood I'm going to see it. And if that user content is you know, pretty interesting and it would serve my audience, if I repost their content, my audience goes, oh, wow, that's interesting. So I can kind of get a little shout out and some love from Shaleen if I'm tagging her. Well, not all those people are going to be featured on my account, but a lot more people who are going to be tagging me for that opportunity, that chance, that shot at being having their content featured, their user content featured. That's user-generated content. User-generated content will grow your account because now you have a bunch of people who are promoting your account. And sure, it might be because they're hoping that their content shows up on yours, but it doesn't matter. It's people spreading the word about what it is you do, and that's how you create traction for free. So my suggestion there was to use someone on our team on, again, our featured accounts to jump on Instagram stories and say like, hey guys, we're looking for your content. We want to see you showing us your favorite at-home workout, but be sure to tag home workouts for you, right? So now, now people are like, oh, wow, I never even realized that they were looking for this content. I'm posting up home workout ideas all the time. I'm going to start adding home workouts for you. Number nine, I said, okay, guys, we have to keep in mind that the most important accounts for us to do this on are not the accounts that are mine and the one through one accounts, because those accounts are people who already know us. In other words, that's a warm market. I went on to say our efforts should really be focused on our feature accounts, such as home workouts for you, push me daily, etc. This is where we can get the most valuable reach. Number 10, I said our one through one accounts need to be value based. Remember that our goal should be that people think about our stories as educational, inspirational, and entertaining. So let's not forget to be funny, be relatable, sarcastic, post fun, but most of all, educate. Number 11, if we haven't already done this, guys, we need to take a look at how much this new content creation is placing a strain on our team. It may be time to make sure that we are hiring additional social media assistants. 
In addition, we need part-time help that can do some of this posting on the weekends. I went on to say, and lastly, don't forget how important it is to protect these accounts by using two-step verification and password-protected software so that we never end up losing one of these valuable assets. So that's a lot, and I wanted to share with you specifically what I said to my team, but you know that number 11, that's a big one because Instagram stories, frankly, let's be honest here, it's like adding a whole new social media platform. It's not like, oh yeah, I'm on Instagram and on Snapchat. No, if you're on Snapchat, that's like one thing to do. If you're on Instagram, it's like really, it's like three different social media platforms. It is ginormous and it's becoming more and more powerful. It's really effective for us. In terms of our organic social, it's definitely, for me, still Snapchat and Instagram stories. Overall, Instagram stories, without a doubt. Facebook, organically, mm, not performing so great for us. It performs great in terms of advertising, but in terms of organic traffic and organic sales, mm, not so great. Our efforts are definitely at the moment focused on Instagram. But what I was trying to say is, it's a lot. It's a freaking lot. And like you're already wanting to pull your hair out. When people say, what's the one thing you would do differently? What's the one thing that made your life easier? What's the one thing that helped your business go to the next level? What's the one thing that you think people need to be aware of for success? No matter how they frame the question, my answer is always the same. You need help. Invest in people. And when you invest in people, you have to make sure they're not overwhelmed. I mean, I just gave 11 points in that email to my team, and it's a lot of extra work. It's new work. And I have to consider like, gosh, that's stressful. So the very last thing I wanted to add in that email was, let's get help. You know, you guys are the experts. You'll execute and make sure that these things happen. But let's bring on a team of people who can assist you in the administrative part, like the, you know, sorting through Dropbox, the scheduling of these things, the posting of these things, the monitoring of comments, the searching user-generated content. Like all of those things can be outsourced. What can't be outsourced? is their expertise. Like, you know, our social media team is exceptional and they all have specific things they're really good at. We can't outsource somebody else being me on camera, but there's a lot of things that you, you, my friend, can have someone else do for you literally for less than four or five dollars an hour by using great qualified part-time consultants who are available to you on countless different websites. So I'm going to list a couple of them below in the show notes, but one that I really like using is onlinejobs.ph. We sometimes use Upwork. We sometimes use Fiverr. There's a lot of new ones out there too. I've heard other podcasts refer to other ones. Those are the ones we know. We tend to use them. We've had really good luck, but I'm sure there's a lot of them out there. So I'll do some research and maybe if you're interested, I could do a whole show on hiring virtual team members. That is obviously, it's a really important part of the Marketing Impact Academy. We teach people how to do that. And it it is really important because your life matters. And if you're completely stressed out and feel like you can never get caught up, what's the point, right? That's not cool. I want you to live a better life and I want you to enjoy building your tribe. As always, it is my goal to be brief, to be bright, to be fun, and then be done. Ladies and gentlemen, for now, we're done. Thanks for spending time with me. I love you. This episode of Build Your Tribe was brought to you by the Marketing Impact Academy. It's an academy that opens up usually just once a year and we're about to open very soon. So if you haven't already, be sure to get on the list. 
You can do so by going to marketingimpactacademy.com. There's a link below this episode where you can just click on it and it'll immediately take you there. This is a course that has changed people's businesses like insane. It gives you everything. In fact, even if you don't have a business, but you've got like a few ideas and you're just not sure which one is going to be the easiest or most marketable, we take you no matter where you are in this journey. So whether you're just starting out or you've got a business or you're in multi-level marketing and things are going great, but now things are stale, this is a course that serves you at whatever stage you're at in your business. It doesn't go away. You can get tactics and immediately make a difference in your business and start making money. And then when you need the next step, whatever that is, like maybe you're like, you know what? Now I think I want to launch a podcast or now I'm interested in writing blogs. Like all that content is there. It is like your business life from start to finish. It's like having the most experienced mentors in the industry, experts in a variety of different fields, and they're all inside the academy and you just access that material when you need it. It keeps you accountable. It gives you a blueprint, a blueprint to build your business the right way. I hope that you will join me when we open up our doors again this fall. Again, it's marketingimpactacademy.com.